Hello, and welcome to Talking Taxes Hill Roundtable, a Bloomberg tax podcast where we discuss everything tax-related on the Hill. We'll sit down with the Daily Tax Report's Hill team to give you an in-depth look into the latest in legislative activity dealing with tax. I'm your host, Matthew Bedingfield, and I'm excited you're here with us today. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Talking Tax. It's April 20th, and I'm your host, Matthew Bedingfield, here with three of our Hill reporters, Stu Basu, Laura Davison, and Ali Versparello. Guys, how are you doing today? Great. Doing well, Great. thanks. All right. Thanks for joining us. We're going to cover three different topics today, uh, one being IRS-related legislation to uh, supposedly retool the agency, the next being tax extenders, and the third being online sales tax, which was uh, debated just this past week at the U.S. Supreme Court. So, Ali, why don't we go to you first to tell our listeners a little bit about this IRS-related legislation and, and what it could mean. So the House this week passed a legislative package of 12 bills to retool the agency. Uh, this was a package that was originally advanced by the Ways and Means Committee on April 11th. Uh, essentially, it has provisions ranging from creating an independent IRS Office of Appeals uh, to eliminating the IRS Oversight Board to some measures uh, that would, you know, protect children from identity theft. Uh, so the list goes on and on. This isn't, it's been sort of marketed as a restructure, but it's not really in the sense, the same sense as the 1998 bill that was passed that really kind of reorganized uh, the divisions in the IRS. Uh, though there is a provision that would require the agency to come to Congress with a plan to sort of do that at a later date. Uh, so this, like I said, this was uh, moved pretty quickly advanced by the Ways and Means Committee on April 11th, passed this week. Now the action sort of shifts over to the Senate side, where they haven't come up yet with a plan on whether they're going to draft their own legislation, adopt what the House has passed. You know, the chairman and the ranking member of the Senate Finance Committee have both said that they're you know, planning to talk about it a bit more in the coming weeks. So we'll have to see where that goes. Senator Hatch, who's the chairman of the Senate Finance Committee, he told me yesterday that he was open to considering the House bills. And, you know, there's behind the scenes talk about the Senate having their own IRS uh, retooling bill, let's say. But um, Hatch hasn't revealed his hand yet. And the state of play will be uh, will become obvious in the next um, seven, seven to eight weeks. While this was all happening this week, the IRS was really in, in the spotlight uh, because on the, the filing deadline, which was April 17th this year, because April 15th falling on a Sunday and, and Monday being a holiday in D.C., um, the computer system where people pay their taxes crashed for a good chunk of the day. And, and essentially the agency extended the deadline by another day because people uh, logged on and said, got an error that there would be a planned maintenance until the year 9,999, which seems like a long period of time, if you ask me. <laughs> um so this really kind of brought out um, kind of the, the typical talking points from Democrats and Republicans, you know, kind of as they're debating this legislation on the floor, you know, Democrats saying, look, the agency is underfunded. They can't you know, keep their systems up today. You know, we need to do more uh, to, to help the agency and Republicans, you know, more their point of view is more, look, this is problems within the agency and we need to, to fix it. We're seeing more coalescing around the idea that uh, the agency does need a little bit more money. And Democrats have long advocated for that. Republicans are, are coming around slowly, particularly as they want to see their, their tax bill succeed. And that's something that uh, Senator Wyden, who is the ranking member on Senate Finance Committee, he has said, you know, they're considering this legislation, but he also wants to make clear that this is not a substitute for additional funding uh, and doesn't want folks to think 
just because we're doing some of these more targeted uh, reforms, if you will, that this means that the agency doesn't need more money. And, you know, because this computer failure happened, Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin, even he weighed in and said that, you know, the computer systems required an update. So, you know, everyone seems to be coming together on the need to update you know, aging computer systems, there's no doubt about it. The computer systems, I, the hardware is new, but the, the systems are from the 1960s, uh, which I think makes them older than uh, everyone here on this podcast. <laughs> it does, it does. So why don't we go to our next topic, um, and Laura, I think you were the one that wanted to talk about this, tax extenders. Can you uh, tell our listeners about this? Yeah, so this is sort of priority, uh, one of the top priorities in, in the Ways and Means Committee right now of the, um, Chairman Brady has long said he doesn't like these sort of short-term temporary tax policies, either we should make them part of the code, make them permanent, or get rid of them. So there's there's a couple dozen that are that are still out there, um, depending by, by what metric you use, you know, anywhere from 25 to 40 short-term things. Uh, so the Ways and Means Committee, this particularly led by Vern Buchanan, who's the tax policy subcommittee chairman, going through line by line and they're figuring out what they want to keep, what they want to get rid of, and maybe what they could phase down over five or six years, which is something that they've done with uh, wind and solar tax credits. Uh, that has actually kind of been a good compromise between industry and, uh, and, and lawmakers. So this week they had a behind closed doors meeting with other uh, members of, of Congress, both Democrats and Republicans, to come in and make their case about why certain tax credits deductions should be kept in. And it's basically another step in the process. They're going to come out with a plan. Um, the Kansas City wants to come out with a plan by uh, May. You know, these timelines are always fungible. So, you know, maybe this summer we could see something. Uh, the trick will really be in the House, they more or less agree on what they want to do. You'll always have uh, certain members advocating for certain tax breaks that benefit their specific districts. The trick will be once it goes over to the, to the Senate. Uh, where, frankly, they like extenders. Uh, they have always been the ones driving the, the bus on this. You look at some of the senators like um, John Thune um, from South Dakota or Chuck Grassley from Iowa. There's a lot of biodiesel, biofuel credits, um, ethanol-related things that are big, uh, you know, big industries in their states. Uh, and the, those are very uh, hard for them to say we're going to cut these subsidies that have been around in some cases for 10, 15, 20 years. And I found it interesting, you know, talking to folks on the uh, the Tax Policy Subcommittee on Ways and Means uh, notably ranking member Lloyd Doggett and then Vern Buchanan, they seem to be in agreement that, you know, we don't need all of these extenders if they're important enough. Some of them should be made permanent while others should just sort of go to the wayside. Uh, so we'll have to see if there's agreement on what exactly provisions, will, you know, what are the provisions that should be made permanent? I think that's where they might need to come together a little bit more. Uh, and I know before this proposal that we may see in May comes out, They've asked the Joint Committee on Taxation and some of the staff on both Democrat and Republican side to come together and develop some analysis, cost estimates on each individual break. So we'll have to see how that plays into all of this. There's two kind of coming out of this meeting this week that there was sort of bipartisan agreement. One, a tax break for railroad maintenance. Um, Democrats and Republicans seem to agree on that. Also, a tax break for volunteer firefighters, um, something that hasn't been a part of the code uh, for about eight years, but people want to bring back. Uh, the tricky part is coming to agreement on what to get rid of. It's easy to, to agree, yes, let's keep this. On the flip side is where the hard work happens. And like Laura said, the real test here is on the Senate side, because it's the Senate that has kept on with this practice of temporary tax breaks, even though Ways and Means Chairman Kevin Brady and several other lawmakers have tried to get rid of it for years. And uh, Stu, let's go ahead and stay with you to round out our discussion. Online sales tax, I mentioned uh, it was debated at the Supreme Court. This is, the, of course, the Wayfair case. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about what's going on there? So from people who follow the Supreme Court, they seem to 
suggest that the court is very divided on this issue. Right now, um, vendors without an in-state physical presence in a state, uh, the states cannot collect sales tax from them. The Supreme Court is debating whether uh, an old ruling uh, should stand or whether they should change. And uh, senators who have been engaged in this, uh, Senator Mike Enzi, uh, Senator John Cornyn, they're both Republicans, uh, they want to change the status quo, but they are getting pushback from other Republican senators like Steve Daines, Ted Cruz. So um, and a decision is expected by June. And uh, NZ and Cornyn told me that a decision by the high court might force the hand of Congress uh, to have some kind of legislation on how to tackle online sales taxes. This is a case that handles a little bit more policy. And so one thing that we were hearing is, could the legislature come up with a solution before a decision even comes out? Have you caught any wind of anything like that? Yes, there have been efforts since the beginning of the year led by... Um, Christy Noem, uh, she's on the Ways and Means Committee, to um, have a bill, try and pass a bill this year. But she met resistance from her own colleagues on the House side, and it was not attached to a spending bill that passed in March. Um, I'm told that there's still an effort to do something about this, to have legislation. Noem has been talking to the White House. So um, the coming weeks uh, will tell us uh, if they have made any progress or not. This is really a classic example of where geography matters more than political affiliation, um, kind of like we see with extenders as well, of people from small states where uh, there aren't businesses that have physical presence there that have permanent establishment in that state. They, uh, you know, want to make sure that their state can collect sales tax revenues. You see, you know, Christy Noem of South Dakota saying no. Um, and then some of her other colleagues, um, you know, uh, Dave Bratt, example of Virginia, said, look, this is a tax increase. We don't want to uh, we just passed a big tax cut bill. Why would we want to, to increase taxes? Um, Laurie, it's interesting you mentioned Dave Bratt because I spoke to him right after the arguments and he won't take a position. And I repeatedly pressed him and he said, get back to me. And, you know, this is a complicated issue. So which tells me that they're, this is really complicated. And, uh, you know, they're thinking about it and they're thinking hard about it. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Hey guys, well, as usual, thanks so much for joining us today. And for our listeners, tune in next time as we cover more events and developments from the Hill. Thanks again. Stay thanks, cool. Thank you for joining us today on Talking Tax. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Bloomberg Tax and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. It's been a pleasure having you here with us and tune in next time for even more analysis on the tax news of the day.